Hello everybody, how are you? Well, it's Wednesday and I'm exhausted. I've got to that middle of the week and kind of slump thing really. I've I've collapsed. Um, I've back. I'm back. You know, been back at summer school, and it's only from I get in. Well, I get. I've been getting in at sort of twenty past nine, and then well, okay. So I work working until one, and then after that, I've been going and because I've moved back up from zero eleven back up to two three eight which is where drama was back in the day. But I've been moved, you know, I've moved all my stuff up there and um, I've just got so much stuff. Right, so I've been at the school for 13 years. Yes, the school will have been open 13 years. Plus I was at Channel. So I've just got so much stuff and that place hasn't, that room hasn't got very much storage, so I'm having to find interesting and cunning ways to store things. Plus also you have to store exam work for a period of time. Um, so you have to like store stuff, work for a bit. Um, and so I've just got all this work that you have to keep for a bit. And I'm tired. I've been lugging boxes. I've been lugging boxes around. It's not, you know, I'm not tired from seeing the students or anything, but um, I was woken up by the storm last night. Um, so I was, I think I must have woken up about half past three. Um, and I have that, you know, when you've been, if you've moved house, you know when you've been moving boxes I've got that kind of repetitive strain injury from moving heavy boxes around and stuff and that I know that is from moving boxes and stuff around in my room so today I'm tired and I'm just thinking we're all going to be exhausted um, when we come back to school this is partly why you know obviously I wanted to see any, everybody but I just wanted to get my body back why you know for in the head game of coming back to school that's why I think it was really important for me to do summer school I wanted to see everybody I wanted to get you know I wanted to make sure that everybody was okay but also I wanted to get myself to get back into the space of of being at school again because it's you know you have to get your head properly right and I'm nervous and and I need to get build up my stamina for being back at school because um, you have to you know have to build yourself up don't you oh so today I'm feeling a little bit weary tomorrow I'm sure I'll be okay because it will be a Thursday but oh, oh even my fingers like, so you know I have my right hand um, doesn't work properly uh, my my, fin my fingers are curling inwards and my 
the my littlest finger um, sort of splays out um, and yeah so the fingers are curling in and it, it just hurt my fingers I'm feeling sad for myself mostly that's what I'm doing mostly mostly I'm feeling sad but I'm not feeling as sad <laughs> and sorry for myself as Shakespeare. So, where is he? He is on a sonnet. A 151. So, let's have a look and see where he is. Well, let's see what he's talking about. Love is too young to know what conscience is. Yet, who knows not conscience is born of love. Let gentle cheater urge not my amiss, lest guilty of my faults thy sweet self prove. For thou betraying me, I do betray my noble part to my grosser body's treason. My soul doth tell my body that he may triumph in love. Flesh stays no farther treason, but rising at thy name doth point out thee at his triumphant prize proud of this pride he is contented thy poor drudge to be to stand in thy affairs fall by thy side no want of conscience hold it that i call her love for whose dear love I rise and fall. So if you hear shouting in the background, it is my kids. They are, obviously, it's not been very good weather. Um, so Reuben and um, Oscar haven't been out. I think I think um, Herb took them down to the beach. Um, but obviously he didn't run them around enough. Um, today they didn't obviously did go into the sea so at the moment it sounds like Reuben is trying to kill Oscar but obviously not making a very good enough job um, alright so let's have a check to see what this is basically guys this is full of innuendo um, and by that I mean it's rude I'm not going to get that. Yes, you'll know what I mean. Love is, uh, so love is too young to know what conscience is. Yet who knows not conscience is born of love. Cupid is too young to know right from young, from wrong, from wrong. But doesn't everyone know that love is what gives you a conscience? So, you know, you have to have an understanding of love um, because through love it gives you, you know you have empathy um, and this is you know this is how he's starting it's um, it's a sonnet which explores sort of sexuality and love the relationship between sexuality and love and he's kind of saying that you can't separate the two. 
Then, gentle cheater, urge not my amiss, lest guilty of my faults thy sweet self prove. In that case, gentle cheater, he's calling her a gentle cheater, don't criticise me too harshly for my mistake, because your sweet self might turn out to be guilty of my of the same faults. Okay, so in that case, gentle cheater, don't criticise me too harshly for my mistake, because your sweet self might turn out to be guilty of the same faults. So, you know, don't don't have a go at me because um, you might be guilty of the same mistakes that I make. Um, For thou betraying me, I do betray my nobler part to my gross body's treason. Because you betray me, I betray my soul to my dumb, rebellious body. My soul doth tell my body that he may triumph in love. Flesh stays no farther reason. But rising at thy name doth point out thee as his triumphant prize proud of this pride he is contented thy poor drudge to be to stand in thy affairs fall by thy side my soul tells my body that it can have its way in love my flesh doesn't wait to hear any more but at the sound of your name it rises up and points at you and points you out as its prize um my flesh proud of having you is happy to be your poor worker to stand up to do your business and fall down beside you afterwards. No want of conscience hold it that I call, her love for whose dear love I rise and fall. Do not assume my conscience is lacking just because the woman I call love makes my flesh rise and fall for her love. So, obviously I'm being euphemistic when I say flesh. So, Shakespeare is hoping you know that if he ever hoped that his soul would win out over his body and his reason would ever return to govern his senses that's gone all hope is gone in this sonnet it is his desire his bodily desires 
completely control his actions and his thoughts. And this is the sonnet in which we are talking about his flesh. Now, when it's when it's been um, when, when I looked this up, um, it was talking about how strange this sonnet is. Now, you have to understand that this is a very strange sonnet as it completely oversteps the bounds of convention in, um, how can I say this, in, in what it is to say about the sexuality in Elizabethan times. So this dude called, his surname is Sidney, for example, gives the heroine, um, Stella, a kiss while she is sleeping. And we've literally got Shakespeare talking about something, his flesh rising and falling after um, uh, being proud of um, standing in thy affairs. And then falling by thy side. You know, this is quite explicit. So, it is... It's very... This is a very strangely... um, Written... And out of... Elizabethan context... Sonnet... But it, sh- it just goes to show just how out of control Shakespeare is. He just cannot control his body, he cannot control his thoughts, he cannot control his emotions, and he can't control what he writes. So, that, you know, what he, basically what is he, he's saying is, you know, that, that, you, that as a man, he cannot separate sex from love, which is what he is saying um and he's saying that that what she and he's saying that she can't she must love him because because that's how he feels um which um that's completely reversed now in in the sort of 20th century like sort of 20th 21st century that kind of notion is you know that's completely reversed isn't it? it you know it's it's moreover that um that's kind of like a male idea it's usually the, the women that are far more romantic it's perceived to be anyway but it's a very peculiar sonnet
most peculiar. But I, no, I like this bit, that love is too young to know what conscience is, yet who knows what conscience, not conscience, is born of love. You know, you, you have to, we have to have, you, you, we have to have, you have to have love. Um... Cupid is a the Cupid um, is a, a baby. If the Cupid, you know, the, the um, god of love is perceived to be a, like a is you know is a baby. Um, the, when you look at the god of love, he looks like a baby. But everybody knows that love is what gives you a conscience. Love is what gives you empathy. I like, you know, that bit. That bit I like. The rest of it is really strange and peculiar for the, you know, for the time. It is just odd. Right, okay, so, now, going on the odd theme, we've done a lot of very good poetry, and I've discovered a lot of poem, um, poems and poets that um, I'm going to be a lot more aware of, um, that, um, and, you know, that i found, and I'll be able to sort of... Um, look out for in the future and down to this and I'm really really grateful that I've taken this taken this on um, and this has broadened my, my own horizons and I've learned from this from this whole procedure so procedure this whole you know venture I've really enjoyed it um, however one thing I you know I do um, want to share with you is sometimes being the worst is also um, sometimes that's also um, a way to, to be the best. I know that sounds a bit weird, but when I was growing up, this my dad um, uh, got me onto this guy, um, and I'm going to dedicate this one to my dad. Um, this guy is called William McGonagall. Um, now, his name is William Topaz, put a pin in that, McGonagall. March the 18, uh, 1825, is that even, what am I doing? 1825 to uh, 29th of September uh, 1902. He was an Irish weaver, poet and actor who lived in Scotland. He won notoriety as an extremely bad poet who exhibited no recognition of or concern for his peers' opinion of his work. Um, he wrote about 200 poems, including the Tay Bridge disaster and the famous Tay Whale. Um, the River Tay is um, a river in Scotland. Um, and they are widely regarded... regarded is that Scotland? 
of, I'm second guessing myself now, um, as some of the worst in English literature. Um, I'm just checking, just checking that it's the River Tay. Uh, is in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is in Dundee. Yes. Uh, yes. When a severe gale, um, the Tay rail bridge at Dundee collapsed as a train was passing over it with a loss on board. Um, yeah, and he did. He just. It's begins right. So this this. Um, it, I'll just give you a bit, I'll give you a taster of um, William McGonagall's poem. And it's the, this is the famous one. The, it's the um, Taybridge disaster. So, um, beautiful railway bridge of the Silvery Tay. Alas, I am very sorry to say that 90, 90 lives have been taken away on the last Sabbath day of 90 of 1879 which will be remembered for a very long time and actually the number of deaths was actually 75 not 90 as stated in the poem but actually probably that didn't fit um so that was the Taybridge. um he um he has been lampooned as the worst poet in british history the chief criticisms are that he was deaf to poetic metaphor and unable to scan correctly um his only apparent understanding of the poetry was his belief that it needed to rhyme um his parents were irish although throughout his adult life he claimed to have been born in edinburgh um uh there is a bit there's a bit that I just wanted to read you from the bit that I found you found um okay in um 1890 McGonagall was in dire straits financially to help him his friends funded the publication of a collection of his work poetic gems the proceeds provided McGonagall with enough money to live on for a time. By 1893, he was annoyed by his mistreatment in the streets and wrote an angry poem threatening to leave Dundee. One newspaper quipped that he would probably stay for another year once he realised that Dundee rhymes with 1893. Though trying his hand at writing prose and endorsements for a local business for a short time in 1894, he and his wife were forced to move to Perth. Um, soon after, he received a letter purporting to be from representatives of King Thibault Min of Burma. In it, he was informed that the king had knighted him as Topaz McGonagall, Grand Knight of the Holy Order of the White Elephant Burma. Despite the fact that this was a fairly transparent hoax, McGonagall would refer to himself as Sir William Topaz McGonagall, Knight of the White Elephant Burma, in his advertising for the rest of his life. Um, in 1895, McGonagall and his wife moved to Edinburgh. Um, here, McGonagall met with some success, becoming a cult figure. Um, 
and yeah, and and was kept in in great demand. Did, I mean, it didn't last long, um, and he ended up penniless. But he did sort of. Um, he did at least have some um, success in his life, and that that kind of makes me happy, at least. Um, so the poem that I have got for you is quite aptly uh, an address to Shakespeare by William Topaz McGonagall. I'm going to put my eyeglasses on because it's really difficult to read his work. Immortal, William Shakespeare, there's none you can excel. You have drawn out your characters remarkably well, which is delightful for to see enacted upon the stage. For instance, the lovesick Romeo or Othello in a rage. His writings are a treasure which the world cannot repay. He was the greatest poet of the past or of the present day. Also the greatest dramatist and is worthy of the name. I'm afraid the world shall never look upon his like again. His tragedy of Hamlet is moral and sublime and for purity of language, nothing can be more fine. For instance, to hear the affair of Philia making her moan at her father's grave, sad and alone. In his beautiful play, as you like it, if one passage is very fine, just for instance, in the forest of Arden, that language is sublime, where Orlando speaks of his Rosalind, most lovely and divine, and no other poet, I am sure, has written anything more fine. His language is spoken in the church and by the advocate at the bar, here and there and everywhere throughout the world afar. His writings abound with gospel truths, moral and sublime, and I'm sure in my opinion, they are surpassing fine. In his beautiful tragedy of Othello, one passage is very fine, just for instance, where Cassio loses his lieutenancy by drinking too much wine. And in grief, he exclaims, oh, that men should put an enemy in their mouths to steal away their brains. In his great tragedy of Richard, e Richard III, one passage is very fine, where, Dutch, where the Duchess of York invokes the aid of the divine for to protect her innocent babes from the murderer's uplifted hand and smite him powerless and save her babes, I'm sure, Ty, really grand. Immortal, bard of Avon, your writings are divine and will live in the memories of your Omiras until the end of time. Your plays are read in families of circles with wonder and delight. Why seated round the fireside on a cold winter's night? Epic. Truly epic. There you go. So he's got lots of truly amazing um, poems. Um, there for you to read um, if you if you want to have a look at them 
um, William Topaz McGonagall. Um, and, you know, sometimes um, being the worst pays off. He is the worst um, poet um, in Britain. Um, and my dad used to spend um, lots of uh, time uh, reading them out to us when we were kids and we loved it. We absolutely loved it. It was um, very, very funny. Um, and we used to guess what the rhymes were. Um, so, my lovelies, that's it. I'm going to take myself wearily off um, and maybe dunk myself into some hot water. I think probably that's a good idea. And get myself ready for tomorrow. Um, I hope that you're okay. Um, you can contact me on um, the email, the email, uh, like the young people do, you know, um, which is karen.vanderhoven at turnerschools.com. You can um, contact me on the Facebook, the Facebook, which is, you know, the Folkestone uh, Academy Performing Arts Facebook, or how's the other way? I've forgotten the other way. Oh, yes, through... Oh, what's it called? You see, this is my fibromyalgia. Oh, 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 Google Classrooms. You can do that. You can do that way. Um, but I'm going to see you pretty soon, guys. Isn't that ex that's crazy exciting? Um, so, stay in, finish your homework. Well done for those of you who are doing that. Well done. Um, and I did see some more people, but your names have just gone out of my head. Um, and you can, um, stay well. Remember your masks. Remember your sun cream. Oh, yes. And it was very windy, so remember your scarves. You don't need scarves at the moment. Um, and remember that you are, need to, being, stay gorgeous. Um, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care, guys. Bye.